I'm only two minutes early. Okay. So, tonight we're going to be talking about money. We're talking about that dirty money stuff. Well, it's only dirty. It's only dirty when you get it in nefarious, unearned ways. Which is, of course, how government um, funds itself. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, the IRS. Got a really interesting guest. I was just uh, spending the last moments of the show trying to troubleshoot some microphone problems with him. I think we're only going to be able to do a an audio call with Payman Motahadeh. He's the founder of Freedom Law School. Freedom Law School. We're going to be talking about the truth about the income tax tonight. Now, there's plenty of questions I have for him as the first guest of his of his kind on this topic, which has been asked about and inquired about many times over many years for people. And uh, we've talked about it in, in little ways. We've had our own discussions. We've taken calls. Um, we've done uh, 16th Amendment shows and income tax, uh, apportioned tax shows with, with Chris Ann Hall. Uh, tonight, we're just going to talk to a guy with a different perspective in a very specific line of work. And that is... To help what he says, as many of the 99% of Americans stop paying the income tax because they don't have to. I want to talk about what that 99% doesn't know, because I'm definitely part of it. Um, I mean, I assume, I assume I don't know a lot, but like most of you, I'm just trying to pay myself out of jail. I, that's all it is. That's all it is. Ain't no patriotism not pumping through my veins. I got to get this money to the government so they can make the lives of the world better. Because it's not even about am I helping my fellow American. It's just a giant, giant gravy train to God knows where. And, uh, and yeah, you would need God to really get, get the, the full scope of where all that money goes to. That money, our money. The money you spend three, four, five months out of a year slaving away for, and then they just stick out their grubby hands. And then when you are calling up the IRS for any kind of help, um, they have the nerve of putting you on hold and referring to you as a customer. That really grinds my gears. Anyway, we're going to be talking with Paymon tonight, and I hope you all enjoy it. There'll be plenty of time afterwards for some calls. I know that there are a good number of you in the audience who not only have questions, but a lot of personal experience around this topic. So I'm hoping that this will not only be a really um, edifying discussion, but it will also open up the doorways to people um, talking about their experiences. All right. Thank you to my sponsors for 
the new week, kicking it all off at BlueMonsterPrep.com. You must, must, must go to BlueMonsterPrep.com because didn't you hear? Global warming has ended. Now global boiling has begun. I'm not joking. I hope we have a little bit of time to joke about that in the second half because it does have something to do with taxation after all. But uh, emergency food, I don't know what Pat and Gina at Blue Monster Prep can do about the global boiling problem, but they definitely have a wonderful line on emergency food, drinking water filtration, gas masks, heirloom seeds for your crisis garden, uh, and that that I'm sure that you will uh, bolster with some electroculture after last week. I know at least a dozen people who have mailed in, uh, emailed, to show me what they have done to modify their gardens with... Uh, coil I found wire you know there's a lot of a lot of construction going on in my house they have to run new electricity and new new little corners of the house and all that so there was I, I found a nice or nice roll of um, throwaway wire so I'm taking this out so I'll strip that down sometime later in the summer and um, and that's I'll have some copper ready to go but they have more over there at Blue Monster two-way radios the solar power generators I've already had a couple of you show me how these solar power generators as opposed to the gas ones have really come in handy in big ways both in the wilderness and during power out situations so it's a stealthy way of keeping all the most important appliances in your house going you know, especially if you have uh, medicine that needs to be refrigerated, things like that. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. BlueMonsterPrep.com. Okay, Rich Barris is going to be on tomorrow for a band practice, band practice shortened show. So we'll spend the entire hour together with Rich, and that is going to basically be a lot about the whole Devin Archer thing today with the Biden family and all that. That is a really, a really rich rich um rich slew of updates right there i have a little bit over here but tomorrow we'll i want to hear what rich has to say and then we'll we'll just have some general discussion good time on wednesday august 2nd ryan gable will be on the show we're going to be talking about oppenheimer barbie the occult um symbolism uh, woven into both of them and a little bit more than that at 8 30 on august 2nd the seven o'clock show will end a little bit sooner the quite frankly tv after hours will kick in around then too and for those of you who are monthly sponsors and up on board for this wonderful book club it's going to be great that is session one of book club for the devil in the white city you still have time to get on with all that i think that up until week three you still have time just just get in don't even think about it become a sponsor get the book and get in on it all right, uh, and then on Thursday, we've got R- Michelle Ridley coming on to talk about grief, getting past grief. Um, thing, I have a lot. I have a lot to talk about with that because we still are um, uh, a nation, a world that is dealing with shock trauma after the last couple of years. You know, everybody deals with trauma in different ways, but the, the watching one iteration of the world die off um, we had to do that after 9-11 we had to do that again after 2020 um there, there's just so much there and of course if you've ever been through experienced loss if you're a human then i think that this will be a a good show with michelle ridley and that'll be it for this week it's another four show week because on friday 
which I may do a midday show on Friday since it's two weeks in a row that I've taken Friday off. But this, this Friday, we're going to the Metallica Pantera concert. And it's the first concert I've been to in years. But I got it. I got to see Phil and Rex out there repping the brand at least. But then we start off next week with a bang because Zoso Dude will be in studio on August 7th and we'll be talking about best worst concert experiences. Working off of that mammoth thread that's on quitefrankly.tv and the forum right now. It's mammoth. It's a big one. And um, and yeah, plenty going on there. Plenty. All right, let's see here. Into the grab bag we go, shall we? Oh, yep, yep, that's all I have to say. First one up is from NBC News. This was over the weekend. They're a little bit upset that nobody cares about the current mainstream push to talk about UFOs and non-human biological matter that was recovered from downed UFOs. The news, this is the head, this is the tweet from NBC News. The news that the government may be in possession of non-human biological matter and UFOs was met with surprising apathy online. The account the announcement spawned a lot of memes, but many of them signaled how disinterested users are with the findings. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, NBC, the implosion of the Biden family, the sloppy proxy war in Ukraine, and the Epstein client list are, are way more interesting. Um, way more interesting. There are some great theories about the UFOs, though. Really interesting theories. Even you uh, aliens are, are demons people uh, would really love it. So I'll see where I can mix that into. I have to do a, a Saturday night show in August anyway. I had to skip the July, but somewhere in August we'll do a Saturday night show, and maybe we'll do that thread and also this Antarctica thread that I have been waiting to do for a while. So they're upset. Um, They're upset. But remember what I said before. Don't think that the media, all they do is poll. They don't want you to know the truth about the polls, but they know exactly just how popular they are. They know exactly how much people believe in what they're saying. They know everything. But they're not actually dealing in a good, decent, honest product. They're always just trying to manage public perception and act purely from a psychological warfare standpoint. They and their handlers in the intelligence agencies and everything else, they know when people don't believe them. And that in themselves is an opportunity to manipulate and to deceive. In, in a state like this, they can literally give us 90% truth and people would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's just, it's always good to consider a lot of those things and keep yourself into proper orbit but um you would not be wrong in totally throwing these people's work right on out all right next one up is a little bit more oh, listen to this from the daily mail headline headline trans indigenous canadian slams doctors for denying her euthanasia request saying death would be better than her constant pain from a surgically built vagina. Lois Cardinal says his failed euthanasia bid is a human rights concern. 
He endures pain and pressure from his neo-vagina, which isn't easily fixed. Uh, and then it's a study show that 81% of post-op trans people endure pain. I, I wonder why. First of all, it's not a vagina. It's not a vagina. You don't make a vagina out of a, with a sawzall and sutures. Doesn't work that way. You're either born with one or it just wasn't in the cards. Secondly, his problem here is that he told the doctors the suicide request is because of the so-called sex change barbarism is as a result of the barbarism of the so-called sex change, I should say. The doctors probably don't want to admit that the procedure is like uh, everybody in the real world tries to say that the procedure is a high risk mutilation effort that doesn't actually address the underlying problems that the person is experiencing. Now, if Lois over here had told the doctors that he was too broke to pay the hospital bill, they would have killed him weeks ago. That's Canada. So this is another nightmare scenario. Just to think about the the, the position this person is even in. Uh, How much worse it is than the original situation. It's just a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And it makes it makes stories like this um, even less bizarre. Here's a man who spe- we we covered this guy when he first came out. Well, he didn't come out. He went in into a dog costume. We covered we covered this maybe about a year or two ago. A man who spent fourteen thousand dollars to transform himself into a collie, Lassie, uh, steps out for first ever walk in public. That's right. There, that's a that's a uh, small. What I have to imagine is a small Japanese man inside of this. Co- that is fourteen thousand dollars. God help me. You know what's a? I think that's scarier than somebody with a scream mask. I think that'd be scarier than being stuck in like the scream movie or something like that, looking out your patio window, and there's there's a guy with the the ghost mask on. He's like, oh. Well. You know, if there was a guy in the collie, I mean, then again, I, I guess you, I guess the advantage is you because he's got to be restrained to be able to keep a dog form in this thing. You can go out there and just beat the, beat the crap out of him. If you beat the crap out of this guy, would you leave the dog mask on or would you first rip off the dog head? So that you can, he can really be ashamed as you're beating the crap out of him. Just like this, this, this guy's head. He's just no, but he, every, the rest of him is a dog. What would you do? Would you leave if you, if he was in your back porch and he was trying to get in? He's padding his way up on your, 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 your sliding glass door, and uh, and you're like, okay, well, this guy's got it coming to him. Would you first remove the dog head or would you leave it on to beat the crap out of him? That's the real question. The dog days are just beginning for this man, a Japanese native. Japanese native has transformed himself into a canine after forking out more than $14,000 for a custom made collie costume. He could have remade his bathroom. Could have remade his bathroom. What the hell are you doing? 
The private citizen who goes only by Toko online says the unusual garment has helped actualize his dream of becoming an animal. Footage footage shared to Toko's YouTube channel where he boasts more than 32,000 subscribers shows him... Okay, hold on a second. We've got to get him to call in as the dog. Somebody has to help me find this guy. Okay, I'm going to... We're going to get him to call in as the dog. Hopefully he speaks English. Footage shared, he wouldn't do it. He's too afraid of ridicule. Toko has even uploaded a video of himself venturing out into public as a dog for the very first time. He's finally free. Bystanders appear to be in awe of a man's doggy debut as he paraded down a busy street in the viral clip, which has racked up 1.7 million views. Toko completed the costume with a harness strapped around his furry abdomen, but admitted he was nervous and scared of venturing out in public. I wonder why. Do you remember your dreams when you were little? Uh, you want to be a hero or a wizard, he wrote in his clip, describing his life dog, uh, his life dog dog dream as seemingly unrealistic. I remember writing in my grade school graduation book that I wanted to be a dog and walk outside. As an introduction to his unusual hobby, Togo answered a series of questions in a video posted last year, admitting he always had a vague dream of becoming an animal ever since he was a child. And here is a here is a screen capture of one of his first freakish days out uh, with this woman who... I don't know if he paid her or if this is actual person in his life, but wow. Now, there is something else that could be. It could just be a ridiculous troll job like the Kazakhstan bodybuilder who married the sex dolls and then after he broke all of his sex dolls, married the ashtray. And if that's the case, I want to get to the bottom of it. So we'll see what happens. Um, this guy's living his dream. Good thing is that if he wants no, nothing to do with it anymore, he just gets out of the suit. He doesn't have to go to Canada to ask a doctor to kill him. All right, Devin Archer. We talked about this in the morning show this morning. Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner, gives testimony to Congress that then-VP Joe Biden was on more than 20 business calls with his son. Republicans claim Archer's testimony added to evidence that Joe was involved in Hunter's overseas deals that raked in millions from Ukraine, China, and Romania. Yeah, well, and also, not only that, but the, the timeline of the uh, the bribery, the legal bribery with Ukraine, Burisma, the prosecutors out there, the withholding of a billion dollars of American uh, American tax dollars that was going to be given in a loan or whatever the hell else it was, a grant. Something else that should not have been given to them. This should have stayed in our pockets. Um, that that all has become more solid now, too. Now, listen, it's not a surprise. It's incredible to see all this become a little bit more clearer, uh, to wonder to wonder how it's going to be used against Joe Biden, what the media is going to do to continue to allow this to develop so poorly. You should you should hear. We're going to go over that tomorrow. Um, a little bit of the, I don't know, this, this, uh, lawyer, what was it? Benny Johnson said that this, that representative Daniel Goldman is Biden's de facto lawyer. And he was visually shaken 
sweaty, and in panic after hearing Devin Archer's testimony. Goldman admits that Joe did coordinate with Hunter's business associates, but that he was just going to say hi. Take a listen to this. And we're going to do more of this with Rich Barris tomorrow night, so don't think that uh, you're missing out on anything. And I'm sure you can find literally 58 million other shows that are going to be talking about it. Doesn't contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden business associates? Clearly he talked, whether about the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict them? I don't know what his comment is, and if we're going to... Well, I don't, I don't think that's what he said. He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone ah. that he sees his son with, well, is he supposed to say, hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table Got or you. the other people on the phone. It's kind of a preposterous premise to think. You're right. You're right. Your, your defense is preposterous. The premise of your defense is preposterous. That he would be in a situation where he's just constantly in communication, either physically present or always linked in with the business dealings, whether he's even even talking about it when he's not when Joe Biden is not present that you can tell in these communications and all these all of these um, the, the testimony of people who were around to see this stuff go on that you even see Hunter Biden bringing up his father's name over and over again and people bringing up his father's name with him because obviously that was the only value the transactional value there for anyone now um joe biden as i said this morning again this is not a biden crime there's no crime family there the only reason why this has gone on as long as it is is because they are directly linked with people who are of much higher value and if they weren't going to, there was any possibility of them pulling other people down, they would have been flushed a long time ago. But this has to be handled very, very delicately. Very delicately. As far as presidency goes, he was not elected president. And, uh, and, and, and as per his inauguration, he was inaugurated pre-impeached. Because this shit was already all on the table. He was a pre-impeached president. Pre-impeached. That's it. That's it. Anyway, more of this fun stuff tomorrow. More of this fun stuff tomorrow. I can't wait to do it with you all, and we will be right back. stand up to us then they all might stand up those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one and if they ever figure that out there goes our way of life it's not about food it's about keeping those ants in line that's why we're going back does anybody else want to stay let's ride
many border collies do we have watching this show tonight? Good to have you. Good to have you. Good to have you. Okay, so listen. I'm going to jump right into it. You know, at the backbone of all of these things that we talk about, there's always our money. It's what greases the skids on everything, whether it be this Ukraine stuff, whether it be the last election, whether it be a war. I mean, Ukraine's a... We're starting to realize how big of a hub, how big of a laundry, um, how big of a shell company places like Ukraine really are. Um, but behind every story is usually that old, that old saying, follow the money. Well, whose money is it? Usually ours. And if it's not directly taken from us, then it was borrowed in our names. And uh, we are the collateral and that's it. We're the collateral that's pledged for all the dirty dealings of these people who are obviously cutting up the world and playing us for fools. Well, that's why I want to discuss the income tax tonight, because everybody has a theory, and I want to get to the bottom of this. This will be one more feather in the cap. One more feather in the cap of the show. Now, our guest tonight, his name is Payman Motahede. I have practiced the name. And it's a wonderful name. I'm going to give you a little bit of his bio right now. Founder and president of Freedom Law School, Payman Motahedei, was born in a Jewish family in Iran. From age 6 to 14, Payman learned from his father about politics of East versus West, American versus Soviet Union, Arab-Israeli conflict, Iranian politics, where the Shah's secret service could arrest and detain anyone indefinitely and torture them, sentence them in summary trials or no trials at all. Paymon then immigrated to the United States in 1977 at the age of 14, hoping to come to the land of the free, home of the brave. He unfortunately found that the United States was anything but acting on their freedom. In university, Paymon took classes on economics, finance, and ended up with a business marketing degree because he wanted to know how the world of business and money works. In his first economics class, he realized that the Federal Reserve System is an owned scam that makes money out of thin air. And during and after his university years from 1983 to 1990, Paymon marketed uh, uh, home mortgage loans for about six months and was a financial planner for seven years after that. In 1989, when Paymon became a U.S. citizen, he became a registered and active member of the Libertarian Party. In 1992, he discovered that the income tax system is a giant scam uh, and learned from patriots about the New World Order conspiracy and the fraudulent privately owned Federal Reserve banking system. Paymon has not filed. This is, the, this is where the rubber meets the road. Paymon has not filed any 1040 income tax returns or paid any federal income tax or payroll taxes since 1992. 1992. I know many of you are like, get the hell out of here. How's he still walking around? Oh, we'll ask him. Paymon created Freedom Law School in 1996. FLS is the most successful tax, truth, and honesty organization since World War II. FLS has been exposing the fact that, here's another one for you, 99% of Americans are not required to pay any income tax or payroll federal taxes. Paymon has been featured speaker in many events such as the Red Pill Expo, that's, that's G. Edward, G. Edward Griffin's gig, um, and Arcapulco, and FLS has hosted many freedom rallies from 1999 to 2014 and 2021. 
alongside well-known freedom-minded speakers such as former Congressman Dr. Ron Paul, G. Edward Griffin, the author of The Creature of Jekyll Island, a second look at the Federal Reserve System. So, I have the link to his work, his website. It's in the description. That's freedomlawschool.org. And without further ado, let's go and call up Paymon, who we are going to be doing a little bit of an audio call with tonight. I'm here. Paymon, welcome to the show. It's Frank. Hey, Frank. Oh, man, I'm so happy to have you on. I don't care what form we had you tonight, as long as we just got to talk. Okay, sounds good, my friend. I also, I'm watching you right now on my iPad with the sound off. Okay, I'm glad, because, yeah, we, there's at least a 15-second delay, so that's not going to make uh, too much sense if you listen. But li- I, I also want to let you know, I do have a link to your sl- – there's 10 slides that you usually work off of. If you if you wanted to reference any of your slides, you let me know, and I can I can pull them up over here because I have them up on, uh, on the screen, and, and we can go through any of them. Yeah, you can put them in advance, and I get to that also. And put them in intermittently here, then anyhow. So that's oh, a good idea. No, no problem. Idea. No problem. Um, so anyway, the, the first thing I want, I just want to get right into it because I've been waiting to have this conversation for a long time. For years, I have heard testimony from whether it be sovereign citizen movement, from former IRS agents, from constitutional attorneys, and, and more, that the income tax is voluntary, that legal theories about the 16th Amendment being void, this and that, and more. So now I ask you, what is the deal with the federal income tax? You want to say it right now? Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Jump right in. Okay. Well, the income tax has been a deception on the American people by abuse of the language. You see, I'm a United States citizen, so are you. We are U.S. nationals, citizens of the state we live at, but we're not U.S. citizens for tax purposes, for income tax purposes. Wait, Payman, uh, Payman, I'm sorry, real quick. Do you, are you on speakerphone by any chance? No, I'm on. I got my headset on. Okay, all right. Um, okay, go ahead. Okay. So, you know, they use definitions that deceive us. For example, they call chemical and physical castration and mutilation of children gender-affirming care. And it's anything but that. So, but we keep using their language that's deceiving us. We got to stop using their language. Also, I'm a very liberal, gay, progressive man, but I'm very generous. I'm not a communist. Communists these days call themselves liberal. I'm also very jovial and happy, but I'm not homosexual. I'm married with children. And I'm for progress, not into slavery of communism and socialism that the communists call themselves progressive now. So it's these words that they keep using on us. We use their words for tax purposes. Okay, only citizens and residents of District of Columbia and the federal contractors and workers have to pay income tax. The United States that they refer on tax laws and the 1040 income tax form says U.S. individual income tax form. That U.S. is not the 50 state individual. It is a District of Columbia individual. And that's all straight out of the internal revenue code, the federal tax laws. 
the United States Treasury regulations and U.S. Supreme Court interpretation of the tax laws. And on the 1040 form itself, you just got to know that U.S. does not mean the 50 states; it means only District of Columbia. Wow. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the slides right now. This is slide number two, and I see that. So the term U.S. and this is right from the tax law. You're saying from the IRS. The term U.S. Uh, the United States they use in the Treasury regulation, uh, but, but what you have right now is from the Internal Revenue Code tax laws, Title Twenty Six. That's right. You see Section Seven Seven Zero One definitions. When used in this title, the Internal Revenue Code, federal tax laws, the term United States and states both mean only the District of Columbia, which is not even a state. You see, mutilating a child, either chemically or physically, is not gender affirming, nor is it care. But it doesn't matter. That's what they choose call this chemical and physical castration, they call it gender-affirming care. They can do that if they want to. We're just going to call their lie out. I mean, the thing is here, Frank. You got to the Columbia of the United States, the state they're talking about. You, you got right to the point there. Um, I thought that there was going to be a little bit more of a buildup, and it's right there uh, to, to see that clearly it's District of Columbia. The term state shall be construed... To include the district, to include when they say to include the District of Columbia, the, has that ever been used? Talk about the legal successes here. Now you said you have not been paying income tax since 1992. That's right. I've not. Last time I paid, when he was holding even on my was my 1992 paycheck. Correct. So explain, explain the actions that must have been launched against you since 1992 that you have obviously. Defeated. I, I can't believe that you've you've flown under the radar, especially since this is your very public line of work to educate people about this. So, what about personal personal um, face-offs with the with the the legal system with the the government? Do you have any anything like that you can share with us? There's many instances of me beating the IRS. It's on our website at freedomlawschool.org. People can see the documentation for themselves. But the first one, Frank, was in 1994 when the IRS's Criminal Investigation Division agents had me under investigation for about a year and a half. And they found nothing wrong with what I'm doing. That got abandoned. Then the IRS in 2003 started looking at me as the abusive tax shelter promoter and he abandoned that investigation back in 2016 after 13 years because there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. In 2006, they had a, another criminal investigation division agent issue a records request to the hotel, which I did my truth-telling freedom event and I sued the government and the IRS agent and forced them to retract their summons of the hotel for production of the records of our event. And then in 2009, the IRS imposed over $600,000 
of taxing army for 13 years. Okay. And within a two-year battle at the IRS appeals office and the U.S. tax court, zero out and remove all of those tax liens. Of course, the biggest victory is IRS knows about the Frank. I've been teaching Americans for over 30 years to stop, sign, and paying in tax to our enemies who have taken over the United States government, the DOJ, FBI, CIA, CDC, FDA, you name all these criminals, okay, of American people, we don't have to pay them. And IRS has never chosen to indict me. They cannot even indict me because they know I would beat them. So they'd rather leave me alone and hoping the American people never find out about this immigrant from Iran who came to America for freedom, who was educating him to take our country back. You see, when you talk about that 13 to, to, to come at you with everything that they believe that you owe after 13 years and to saddle you with a $600,000 plus tax bill, pretty much, um, and then for you to be able to fight that for two years and then have it just, what was the ruling on that? Obviously, it, it, you right there, if you defeated that, depending on how you did it, that is a tremendous precedent that anybody in this country would be able to cite in their own in their own situation. Uh, I, I can't believe that they would they would serve up their own kind of a, uh, a, 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 a lasting defeat like that. Did they kind of vacate the whole thing, or wh- how final was this decision uh, when, when you defeated the $600,000 tax bill? IRS appeals office issued a notice of determination that zeroed out all the tax liens, and the U.S. tax code also issued its own decision saying that all of these collection attempts of the IRS for the 600,000 plus are illegal and should be stopped immediately. And then I got all the letters from the IRS saying we've removed all of these tax fees, page after page, all removed. Gone, just gone. Yep, So now on my website at freedomlawschool.org. You can see the whole documentation for them there. So as far as as far as other because I want to get into the it, it's one thing like when we were saying in the in the opening I mean like you got to it really quickly there when you limit this to Washington D.C. I can understand why you say ninety nine percent of Americans are not required to pay income tax I mean and that is such a huge statement because it's one thing to put on to the radio. You know, or to turn on your radio and to hear an advertisement come through for financial services, and you know, hey, you're 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 missing out on this. You're missing out on all these tax advantages. People know that don't know that they can take advantage of. We get those all the time. But it's another thing altogether to say that 99% of Americans are voluntarily giving away 40% of their income every year or more. I mean, that's just um, that's just enormous. Uh, what kind of what kind of triumphs have you had? Uh, with other people doing this, and is it is it too much to count at this point, or what? Well, I've been defending people since 2001 with the IRS, and I've never had anybody that came to me clean and stop 
filing and paying income tax for freedom laws for first ever have their paycheck or bank account levied by the IRS or their home or property seized. So that's number one. Number two, people came to me with IRS troubles and I still beat it. A lot of those cases for them because I know the IRS law and procedures very well. The bottom line is IRS is a bunch of ignoramuses. The whole IRS think tank is based upon deception and bluff. IRS is really mostly bluff. The sound that you buy you played at the beginning of the show, that these ounce outnumber us 100 to 1. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. That's the deep state. That's the elite cabal running America. The problem is the average American has been deceived to believe in that the IRS is God that can strike them dead if they don't fall off income tax. And the truth is, the American people have the power. Because every time American people file a 1040 income tax confession trap form, they individually, each of them, literally puts a rope around their own neck under oath, telling the IRS, I owe you this money I claim on this 1040 form. And they sign the form under penalties of perjury, which means that it's the same as before a jury and a judge, and they can go to prison not for tax evasion and two other crimes for up to nine years for every single 1040 that they give to the IRS signed. Then they give the IRS the power to audit them, come ask them for more money, have them prove their expense and deduction. They have to pay all these attorneys and CPAs, accountants who are ignorant of the law, most of them are, and lose at the end anyways. And the CPA says, well, sorry, IRS is the very powerful agency. The problem is those CPAs and tax lawyers do not even know the law themselves. They are not taught actual constitutional and IRS procedural law and accounting or law room classes. So American people just got stopped supporting the beast and there's already about 80 million non-fathers, Frank, and there's over only 30 U.S. tax court judges. They physically cannot drag even one-tenth of one percent of us into court. The whole thing is based upon over 100 years of deception since 1913. No one in the Union States of America, there was 48, now 50 now, ever owed income tax on list of government workers, employees, or federal citizens in D.C. I mean, it, you, when, you, when you talk about this, tax evasion is a big thing that pops up from time to time uh, in the news. Uh, I think for me, tax evasion, especially depending on who's going to jail, is uh, is usually a, a topic of political hypocrisy more than anything else. I don't think anybody 
should be going to jail for keeping too much of what they earn regarding regardless of what their declared politics are but when you go on and on about fair shares and all that other stuff you better be paying yours because then it's just ridiculous i i love when the fair share people go and try to squirrel their money away and then they get pinched by the uh the state that they love so much but at the other hand you're are you you're are you just pretty much saying that um you know what the tax evasion the tax evasion people out there, what should they have been doing since the beginning? Should they just have not been filing at all? Or is there a certain mechanism that needs to be triggered to protect yourself from any kind of inquiry and audits? I mean, you say a lot of bluff. The bluff continues to get bigger and bigger. They want to expand the IRS. They The IRS is already armed like a paramilitary unit. Um, and... and and we see that all these digital transactions are continuing to trigger um, monitors online and in banks and across government for smaller and smaller amounts. So uh, if it's a bluff, it's getting people really nervous these days. And uh, I'm just wondering, what do you do? Like if today's the day that somebody says, you know what, I'm done paying these taxes, what what are they doing? Are they just not filing for 2023 and 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 hanging tough? I mean, that, it, it's a, it's a real nervous thing to think about. Well, 80 million Americans, as I said, Frank, already have not filed income tax returns every year. It was 63 million back in '96, based upon IRS's own estimate. They don't even really know. And ask yourself, Frank, if if you you believe that not filing income tax, 1040 confession trap forms get you in prison. How come you don't have 80 million Americans in prison? How come there's not 80 million Americans that the paychecks are being levied by the IRS? The truth of the matter is that it's all deception and fear that they do that if you don't uh, take down Trump, Russians will take over America with the agent Trump. That if you don't go over war with Ukraine, you know, Russia's going to come take over America. You know, all these lies and the fear mongering they do that if you don't take the jab, you might die of Corona or give it to grandma. It's all based upon lies. And I'm a perfect example of why you don't go to prison. If you stop buying, first of all, if they go to our website at freedomlawschool.org, I show everybody how to stop withholding on the paycheck for free. Just instructions are there in simple detail to follow so you can stop the stealing of your paycheck from the get-go. And then April 15, do not file that trap rope around your neck, the 1040 form on line 37 you say how much you owe them when you don't owe them nothing at all it's really that start is a great simple thing because irs by the way is such a failing organization and they are falling apart like the communist former soviet union that's why the congress was forced to give the irs money to hire 8,700 agents per year in 10 years because of the 80,000 agents they have, 
they believe they're going to lose about 55,000 of them, over half, within the next five or six years. And there's no way they can come after 200 million Americans that don't file. It costs way too much for the IRS to go after non-filers. For every dollar they come after non-filers, they only raise two bucks. For filers, however, for every dollar they spend, they make over $300. And they cannot even keep up with the filers who are calling the IRS to make an installment payment plan. But you see, they got you by the balls because they got you doing the very thing that gives you your power, that gives you your right to challenge them. When you confess under oath you're the IRS money, there is no challenge. There's no court case for you because you confess your own. Whereas when you don't confess you owe the IRS money, they have to make a case to come after you. And even if they were to win, it still costs them way, way, way too much. It's not profitable. Well, let me ask you this, That payment. is why, Frank, the IRS is leaving $9 alone anyway. Well, let's bring this up. You say, well, if you, if you don't... Um... If you don't admit, if you don't confess to having made a certain amount of money and categorize it as such, some as income, some as a gift, some as a tip, whatever the hell, and this is how much I owe the government, you go through all that stuff or or you don't. My question is, if you don't go through that and you just go about your year, you do your your job, you uh, you 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 make your money, you squirrel it away in your bank accounts, you do what you want with it. It is actually yours, and then after a few years, they're wondering. I mean, there's for some reason there's an inquiry into you. That's the other thing here too. I understand that there is tens of millions of people out there and not enough judges and not enough agents to go and and uh, knock on everybody's door but we know that there is you know there's selective enforcement of law with impunity in this country and that is usually politically motivated financially motivated they will uh you know go for the guy who they can really shake the change out of his uh his trousers first and leave the, uh, the the poor schlub alone, uh, especially if it's you know we saw what the IRS did under Lois Lerner and and uh, uh, the Obama administration. So we understand if just from paying attention loosely that selective enforcement of law is really just the name of the game. So uh, it, it it's not even like they have to go after 80 million. They they can just go after anybody. I I'm especially weary about something like this because. I, I do something that's very public, and if all of a sudden there's an inquiry into me and they believe I'm living a lifestyle that is not becoming of uh, what is not coming into their coffers, I start wondering: Do they not have a do, do they not have precedent to come after me and audit me if I don't show an income tax or any kind of income tax for you know three years? I'm not saying that there's a chance that the roof over my head will fall on my head tonight. Tomorrow, you and I may die in a car accident. Yet every day, we get into our car and travel. So it is possible the IRS could try to come after and audit or harass somebody. Sure. 
but the chances of the IRS coming after a non-fowler is as low as if you get in your car and not get in the car accident. That's what I'm saying. And no one is telling the American people this truth, that it's extremely unlikely for the IRS to come after you because there's 80 million non-fathers already, there's about 160 million fathers. Now let me address your other issue about you being a public figure. And I'll tell you what, this Frank. So what? Million so fathers. what? There's a lot of public figures out there. You know, everybody that comes to me, they think that naturally we all are center of the universe to our lives. God gave us the survival instinct, focus on ourselves and our safety and that's natural and normal you know but the bottom line is that they have no way of just coming after people and what i've done because there's so many of us and what i've done is this if people don't want to be alone they want to be 100 protected i came up with a solution for that as well which i copied america's founding fathers what George Washington, the company did, they stopped paying taxes to the King of England that they legally owed until their petitions to the King were answered. Until abuse of their rights by the King of England stopped. So the King of England ignored them and the founding fathers said, no more money to England. Instead they used that fund, that money, to fund their revolution against the King of England. And today, that's what we're gonna do. And I'm not giving my try to meet. I suggest people keep 70% of what they would have paid to the swamp in DC. And the other 30%, like the founding fathers, put it into a Restore Freedom Fund. And that's what our Restore Freedom Plan is all about. With that money, we will fund truth-telling news platforms like Frank Speech, like shows like you to grow big time. Two, we have a lot more freedom lawsuits we need to do to challenge all these crooked stuff they're doing. And three, we need to fund politicians that represent the American people. People like Ron Paul. We need Ron Pauls all over the government, but without the money that we're given to the, the swamp, taken back and redirected, they cannot represent us and take our government back. So we're gonna raise billions this way, Frank, and this way, if they come after one person, so what? There's 100 or 1,000 others that are being left alone and can fully reimburse that individual, whatever IRS took from them. And because we rely on government's own official legal website, that we send our congressmen these petitions, which have the law listed in them, ask the congressman to correct us if we're wrong, we pay our fair share, they'll never try to put you in prison. Why? Because you get the law on your side. You, say you show the law that you send the congressman and the jury will have to see the law. So they will leave you alone. They're going to continue to go after filers. They're going to be an easy target. Well, let me ask you about the, in all of the work that you've done since the 1990s um, uh, in this 
in this field. Where, how is the 16th Amendment usually brought up in court or in any kind of legal proceeding or any kind of inquiry? Um, because even though if you, if you, you study the, the, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, then the, the 16th Amendment just really goes, flies in the face of anything that would be considered constitutional. It's not constitutional. Um, so, but either way, they had enough, uh, had enough uh, political power and uh, votes whipped to ratify it, and there it is. How does that come into, into play as far as, you know, coercing people, and that's really what we're talking about here, um, leaning on people to cough up money to the federal government uh, in the form of income tax. We haven't spoken at all about 16th Amendment yet, but that has to be a factor somewhere. The 16th Amendment was a sideshow deception of a magician to distract you from the reality and the truth. You see, the founding fathers of America were patriots. They were freedom lovers. So they put restrictions on the federal government's direct taxing of American people. So with the 16th Amendment, they pretended to have removed those limitations on federal government's power, but they did not actually do so. The Supreme Court clearly said in several court cases, Boucher, Stanton versus Boston Mining Company, said that the 16th Amendment did not give Congress any new taxing powers. But you see, the average person did not pay attention. They don't read Supreme Court cases. All they saw, the Supreme Court said that it's an indirect tax. They never, nobody in the case of uh, that challenge, nobody argued that the tax does not apply to people in the 50 states. The court was asked if it's a direct or an indirect tax, and the court said, well, it cannot be a direct tax, so therefore it must be an indirect tax, even though it really acts and is a direct tax. So they got this sideshow going on. Meanwhile, nobody looked at the definitions in the tax laws. Because, you see, I did not know this four years ago, Frank. I did not know the definitions because laws are voluminous and are only in a library of few judges and a few public law libraries and rich lawyers. So these definitions were hidden the same way the Bible was hidden from the Christians in a thousand eighty, fourteen hundred eighty before Gutenberg Press printed the Bible, passed out to people by the thousands to read what the Bible actually says. And that's what the Protestant movement really hinges upon. Without the Bible being printed by a thousand for people to read, Bibles are very expensive. They all have to be handwritten and in the possession of the church. And very few people ever got a chance to even see one, not to mention open one and read it. I used to go to a physical law library in 1990s, in early 2000 years. So you have to do that to find the law books. It was extremely cumbersome and expensive to find the right law pages and for a copy and take it home for future use. Now, it's as easy as a Google search. 
Just type it up what you want. You'll see it. Your listeners right now can type it under under computer. Twenty six, the number two and six, space. USC, which stands for United States Code, space. Seven seven oh one space house.gov. And now we should take them to the law you just showed them earlier even at the go. Now everybody can see the law in front of them right there as you showed them on their own smartphone. That coming? Well, you see, hold on. You, wait, the, the, I have to jump everybody in. I have to jump mm-hmm. in here again, Payman, because the, when you mm-hmm. talk about the law, um, I, I remember there was this two minutes. I, I actually have the link here if I wanted to uh, uh, dig it up. We were talking about it on our side chat today, too, um, when then-House Representative Xavier Becerra from California referred this in 2013 uh, around the you know around the time that we were still in the Obama administration and the IRS was not too far from our minds but uh, referring to income tax how it was voluntary like three times he did this in a, in a two and a half minute um, discussion he had with an IRS man who was agreeing and I, and so along the way, we get little things like that, and people say, oh, it's out of context, it's out of this, out of that. But he, here's the thing. When you talk about the law, um, the fear where I, the fear that I have, and the, it's the only thing I'm, I'm, I think about is, is this, am I doing something that is going to eventually take me away from my family prematurely? Because the, uh, to understand the kinds of people in the organizations, and you, I know you understand them, the, the people in the organizations that we're up against, these global schemes that we are up against, they don't pay attention to the laws that they themselves pass, and they make vicious examples of people that they mean to destroy because people ultimately represent ideas that they need to destroy. So uh, I, th- that is just where, you know, I, I think about this um, how how certain are you that we will continue to remain immune to collection action if we just if we just next year at a clean slate just stop stop filing and um, and report nothing? Well, the first thing is that there's only two ways IRS can possibly hurt you. Only two ways, and I got all both those ways covered for you. Number one, they can try to put you in prison. As a father, you know they can put you in prison because nobody understands these convoluted tax laws properly. However, as a non-father, we have petitions on our website, freedomlawschool.org, for free. Everybody, there's three of them. We encourage every American, you have a right and a duty to download them, print sign them, send them to your House member and your two U.S. senators. In those petitions, the law is quoted, listed at the end, and attached and relevant language highlighted. And we say to Congress, well, look, I found the German renegades are violating Americans' rights and making us poorer. I discovered the answer about income tax riddle here it is. Now, I want you to show me if I'm wrong, and I will happily pay my fair share of taxes. However, 
if you cannot show that I'm wrong after doing your own independent research, then I want you to contact your other Congress member to conduct the investigation and put a stop to American pe people being ripped off of trillions. So by doing that, you see, you are setting up your victory, which American people do not do. The January 6th demonstrators, they would not have been prisoned if they had access to the cameras that recorded everything around the Capitol. Their defense was not there against the corrupt state. Well, Frank, I was a child chess champion in Iran. I learned to always plan my moves three, four, five moves ahead. So here, these petitions serve as our number one defense if they ever come after you in the courtroom. And they said, Frank, why did you stop thinking of that? He said, here's the petitions to my congressman. I follow the law to the T and I double, triple, and quadruple checked it with the lawmakers who write the law. None of them said I was wrong. Here is jury. See the letters for yourself. Well, if the jury sees that, they're going to quit you. Duh. You didn't violate any law. You followed the law. See, you did things right, so they'll never come after you. Again, remember, Frank, why am I not in prison? Because they know if they come after me criminally, they will give me 12 student jurors who I'll educate. They'll quit me, and I'll become even more famous and bigger. In fact, they tried that with one of my students, Joseph Bannister. You probably know him, the former our special agent. He was my student. They tried to put him in prison, and the jury acquitted him. That was a black eye for the IRS. So these petitions will give you the same protections that I have. Well, so you don't have to worry about going to jail at all, number one. Number two way of taking your money in the bank account, everything, like I said, they cannot come after all of us. If they say, Frank, you owe a million dollars, and you take a million in our Restore Freedom Plan, which we followed the founding father's example, there's plenty of money there to make you whole. So there's nothing for you to worry about, is there? You would th well, the way that you're uh, uh, laying it out there, I would have to imagine. It doesn't sound like there is, but it doesn't mean that the worry isn't there. Let me ask you this: There's a couple of qu there's questions coming in from the audience. A lot of them, I'd love to throw them at you. At a, you know, we have a couple more minutes left here. I want to just throw them at you uh, because they go to really interesting places. Number one: How does digital currency change the game, if at all, for you? And, and this because you know there's. There's a great deal of privacy that is lost with digital currency. It seems to be something that is they're very hell bent on on bringing to the um, to the general experience of everybody now. What happens when cash is is finally uh, transitioned out altogether and we are in this digital realm? First of all, they cannot give her one hundred dollar Federal Reserve notes because that's a connection to the gold and silver laws that are in effect. They cannot give it, but even if they do so well, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter because they can already get anyone's bank account information anyways. And the IRS is not using the W-2s and 1099 forms that are falsely sent by employees to the IRS. They're not using them to come after non-founders. 
Literally, they're not. Back in 2010 and before, IRS used to send about a million non-filers some kind of a automated letter about why you didn't file. By 2016, there was only less than a thousand non-repeat patriot non-filers that got those letters. So it doesn't matter whether you got 1099 on you or cash in society. IRS cannot come after all of us. We outnumber them. We outnumber 10 million of us to one U.S. tax court judge. If the patriots unite at the founding fathers and stop income tax, they cannot come after all of you. No way. And by joining hands, again, we make everybody whole. Everyone who comes to attack can be made whole easily. It just the brainwashing it done. If you don't double mask, six feet apart, lock down your house, and get the jab and the boosters, you'll die. The fear factor is what they're using. And I'm telling you, Frank, brother, listeners, you have nothing to fear. You have the power. Go to freedomlawschool.org. There's seven steps to free yourself from our deception, robbery, and slavery. Here's another one for you. First five steps are free. The first two, next two are for founding fathers of modern day if you choose to participate. Yes, Frank. Okay, well, I, I and I, I hope people go and check out more of what you have uh, on the website. It's all linked in the, the description of this episode. I hope uh, people click through and, and see what you have there available. But yeah, with the time I have left, I want to throw you a couple of more quick questions. A few audience members, they all were writing, um, they were writing in one way or another about the recovery of taxes already paid. They've, uh, they've said uh, stopping now isn't enough is so, if so much has already been lost through nothing but deception and coercion, you know, that, that threat of prison there. So what, what do you have on that? It, taxes over a lifetime or even over a, a previous two to three, four, five years, it, once you've paid, is, is that it? Or is there any, re, or in your experience, is there any way that you can go and inquire about recovering taxes that you've already coughed up? There's no guaranteed way for people to get the money that's been stolen from them. So that's why I let that go. And I tell people to focus from here now and forward. Stop withholding on your paycheck. If you own your own business, stop making quarterly estimated payments. Do not fill out those tax forms anymore. The solutions are there on our website for free, freedomlawschool.org. You can do it on your own. Keep 100% of your money legally and safely, 99% plus, by just following the information at freedomlawschool.org. But if you want that security blanket and you want to be part of the modern day American founding fathers to reclaim our freedoms, you have this option of joining our Restore Freedom Plan that we all pitch in to fund the freedom movement, like I said, with platforms, freedom lawsuits, freedom politicians, they all need our funding. So if you contribute some of your money that way, we'll protect you 100% because they can get all of us. We outnumber them, as you said, on the beat of the program, 
from the movie Bugs Life, Hopper, that grasshopper says, we are never 100 to 1. If they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, I, I, well, I have a, uh, a little bit more here. What about people who are not self-employed? Um, you need these these taxes and fees are coming right out of people's paychecks by their employers, and you know you need to handle the ret- you need to handle returns process at the end of the year. So, for those of us in the audience with a W two, what do you do different? Do you do you go to your employer and start um, and start you know putting zero for all the deductions or what is that like? There's an easy way on our website at freedomlawschool.org where they can fill out W four exam under duress if the employer does not accept to simply stop withholding from their paycheck. They can put exempt on there with explanation why they're filling out this form exempt, that they don't want to do that because they should not have to file the form at all to begin with. And they quote the law and attach it to their W-4 form and to stop withholding from the paycheck right then and there. We've done it for many, many people. I've never had one occasion of anybody not being able to stop income tax withholding from their paycheck by following the method at freedomlawschool.org. What about, um, what about the inheritance tax, the death tax, the estate tax? I had somebody write into the show this morning, said, Frank, my aunt is going to pass soon. Um, I sent him my condolences for that. But this, this, uh, this person who watches the show uh, assumes that when his aunt passes away, he's going to receive a substantial sum of money. And he said, how much are these government expletives going to take from me? What is your, uh, what, what is your understanding of the federal uh, death tax, the estate tax, and do you have any experience in sidestepping that as well? There's no sidestepping at all, first of all, Frank. We never owed them in the first place. They just deceived us to believing that getting the corner shot was the best way to be safe from a non-existent corona hoax virus. There is no virus to begin with. There's no need for a jab. And here is the same principle. Basically, you don't, you know, you, you, you stop filing, you stop the withholding, and you're free. And on estate tax, is just like most other federal taxes are also imposed only on D.C. and or Washington, D.C. and territories. That's the state tax, gun manufacturing tax, wagering tax, and social security and employment and simple employment taxes. None of them apply to people in the 50 states who are not federal workers or contractors either. So, yes, your, your audience member, does not have to pay that estate tax at all. In contact to your law school, and we can assist, we can assist him with keeping his inheritance in full. I'll tell you that that self-employment tax. I I think that that is just as an ugly attempt at theft as as the estate tax. It is so it is so ugly uh, when you see these taxes and fees pop up at the end of the year. When I'm working with my uh, my my accountant and just getting all this stuff out of the way, it, it is uh, it is stomach churning. I, I want to vomit all over myself. That the the self employment tax, especially, that is just it is horrific. Um, so 
That and and that is, I guess, I guess the, the I guess the uh, across the board, the solutions are pretty simple. When you, uh, as far as the approach goes, they're really not going to vary one from the other. You're just talking about a clean break, and um, but I think most people are still just going to be nervous about waiting around and waiting for the other shoe to drop, somebody knocking on your door, or getting getting a a letter in the mail or an audit, something going on. Um, after so many years of being a filer, all of a sudden you drop off the face of the earth without a certificate of death. That that just seems just uh, just really anxiety-inducing. Well, Frank, that's no different than myself and you, many others who I got a vaccine as a child when I was six years old in Iran, and I used to believe in vaccines for decades. In 2003 was the first time I heard that vaccines are not good, uh, and that I'm, I was early compared to many other people about the evils of vaccines. But many people used to get flu shots every year, and this time they said, whoa, I'm not going to take any more vaccines, no more corona hoax jabs either. It's the same thing. we got to wake up and realize we've been lied to. We took the vaccines every year thinking it's, it's for our safety. They're hurting us. They're causing all kinds of diseases. These vaccines and the vaccine makers are immune from any losses caused by their vaccine. You know that. And so that's why, Frank, at FreedomMoscow.org, of the seven steps, the first step is on the law. The next four steps that educate people is about this brainwashing they've done to us. For us to believe that we are weak for us to believe that they are strong, which is not so. They're doing exactly what the Art of War book by Sun Tzu, the Chinese general, told in his book. The best way to win any war is to psychologically deceive your enemies, make them believe that the safest, smartest way for them is to surrender to you without a fight. That's exactly what they've deceived the American people to do, is to fill out that confession trap form, put the rope around your neck, and by doing so, you hang yourself and surrender to them. If you go to, there's a cartoon you have on there, about the guy hanging, um, and that guy hanging by putting a 10, 40, tax tax form around his neck, Another cartoon I have there, you see, which tells the truth about the Irish Media Wizard of Osprey. So that's why people have to deprogram themselves, just like in the movie Matrix. Neo was in a ship, and he had plugged the back of his head, a plug, and he woke up in 30 minutes and says, I know Kung Fu. I wish I could have all your audience members, right? No one I know in my head shall courage peace of mind to go forward but i cannot do this one flag every one of you guys got to go to freedommoscow.org and on your own listen to the videos on your drive to and from work and at your lunch or dinner break read the website on your smartphone and you can disabuse yourself of all the brainwashing they've done on you and be free happy smiling man like you 
Well, I appreciate the, I appreciate the time that you've you've spent with us, Payman. I'm sorry we had some technical difficulties before, but I've gotten a lot of the the uh, the biggest questions I had in my my mind out tonight, and um, I'd lo- and we've we definitely plugged the the website. I hope people go to uh, Freedom Law uh, uh, Freedom Law School Check out what you've been doing there. I know that you have a very robust media appearance uh, uh, background as well, so I know that more and more people will see you popping up elsewhere. And uh, and all the best to you. Uh, anything else you want to leave us uh, leave us with before we we take off? I'm going to go on a break, and I want to start taking calls from people about this. I'm sure it's going to be provocative. I just want to challenge listeners to this, folks. You were meant to live a free life. You were born free. And you've been looking for the answers, solutions. You just found it. This was your okay. destiny. Go forward. Go to freedomlawschool.org and free yourself of Irish deception, robbery, and slavery now. Thank you, sir. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for having me, Frank. All right. There you go. That's payment. Multi-had day. From freedomlawschool.org. All right, so we have uh, we have that on the on the record here. I have plenty of things in my head. I want to take calls from you. What do you think? I don't care what your opinions are. I want to hear all takes. I want to hear people with different experiences in, in this. I know that uh, that Paymon is not speaking uh, to people who are unaware about this, and quite a few of you in the audience have been have been keen to this for a while. So call in right after this quick intermission. It's the last day that you're going to see the dancing Mark Swan at the pool. It is July 31st. I know. I know. And to think that it was the last days of June, I said, you know what tomorrow is, right? You know who comes back tomorrow, right? It's all done. July is gone. But uh, we'll be back, and we have more than enough time to take calls. I want to hear... All of it, all of it. Things that you thought were interesting, your doubts, biggest questions. I have some things that have been submitted over here. I'll be reading through your super chats. You can go and drop some there to be read onto the show live at quitefranklysuperchat.com. There's also the Rumble Rants. There's the Gold Pills on quitefrankly.tv. We'll do that in just a moment. Go ahead and get involved. We'll be right back. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Entering. 
quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly. In Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I want to get a Coke. Can I get a Coke? So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly, how dare you? All right, all right, we're back, and I want to hear what people have to say. I listen. I want to talk to um, different people about all different types of things. The income tax is one of them. I'm sure that it's not the last time we will. We'll discuss this. Um, I'm sure there'll be different guests that are able to articulate things differently and really sell it. But doesn't my interest in the topic doesn't mean that I am really going to be swayed one way or another very quickly. I just there is something about it that is so nerve wracking, and this is not because of my belief in taxation. We're talking about a criminal enterprise. If anything about our economy was a voluntary free economy, then, and and if anything about our country, our current form of government was anything resembling the government we're supposed to have, then there is no income tax, ladies and gentlemen. There's none. We are operating under criminal syndicate of people it is centralized authority it is a monopoly on violence you can rationalize it however you want that's it you want to see the escalation of force it can start as low as refusing to pay a parking ticket go ahead refuse to pay the parking ticket refuse to pay the speeding ticket and watch how force escalates until that last moment there where you resist arrest and then you'll see where the force escalates from there so i have a really rough time hearing this i want it to be true i don't want to pay another dime into this shit show i don't want to i know most of the people in the audience are the same i don't want to have anything to do with that I mean, for for most people that watch at least this show, the issue comes down to two key principles. Number one, keeping more of what we put our blood, sweat, and tears into earning. That is ours. We don't have to explain that to anybody. But just as important these days, number two, once you assess the syndicate that we are living under, starving a rogue government that has no legal basis for existing in its current form is far more important than anything at this point because you're talking about the future. Okay? We're talking about a government that does nothing but show contempt for us, constantly at war, constantly with the financial foreign aid, military foreign aid, which is all financial anyway, 
censorship. Once you see this, who wouldn't want to divest from it? Only retards. Only retards and those who are dependent. And they want to make sure that everybody else keeps kicking into the gravy train so they can keep sucking on the titty. And um, I think that's the, the first foul word thing that I said all night. 828? I think I did pretty good, right? But here's the other thing here, too. I'm sure some of you are thinking it. 914-200-0269. 914 Whatever the hell you want to say, call in. Let me know what you think. I also have on the Gilded, jump in there right now. I'm going to tag everybody in the Gilded on that. I have an income tax calls line on the Gilded. I also have the first time callers line, the international call line, and then general waiting room. If all of the biggest, if this was not necessary, I mean, what was the 16th Amendment set up for? They set up the, the, the Federal Reserve, they set up the, the, the income tax, and then they carved out their loopholes. If they knew they would be, they, if they could get really get away with it, not paying at all, then they wouldn't need the 501c3s. They wouldn't be moving their stuff offshore. They wouldn't start NGOs and foundations and all that other stuff. That's how they get outside of the tax system that they created for all of us. Just simply not paying into it makes me very, very nervous. Very nervous. Because um, the other thing there too is it requires you to, to literally be a ghost. You have to be a ghost. Now, Paymon is not a ghost. He has a very public life. He puts himself out there. He advertises himself well. He's been on, I think, SGT Report. Uh, he's been on with people like Stu Peters. I know he gets out there. So, I mean, he's, he's really, he's living life on the edge, in my estimation at least. But I can't live like a ghost, and I don't want to. I don't want to live like Luca Brazzi with nothing to my name but a, a steel-framed twin bed and a crucifix on the wall. What do you do? What do you do? I don't know. I guess get a better financial advisor. Let's take a call from Bev. What's going on, Bev? Hey, Frank. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing it's well. Bev from upstate New York. Good. Good, good to hear from you. What do you think about tonight? Oh, it's an awesome show. I um, I think about my business and how much anxiety I go through every day because I haven't done my QuickBooks and I've you know got a deferred payment to go to October. And I'm in the same boat every year for 16 years. Yeah. And I can't change it. And, you know, I'm really, I've been considering this for a long time. You know, I think, I actually think that uh, the COVID uh, three years has really woken up a lot of people. And it's been, that's been the only blessing that I can see in that, you know, that it's brought people to God. It's brought people, you know, to to be aware of all these things that are going on. So, yeah, great show. I so, love you. <laughs> so you, so so Bev, this is something that you you feel like you are in a position where you need to look into it because the current the current uh, path you're on that cycle is just it's just too arduous that that the end of of every year you're making your final payments on the year before and then it starts all over again. You feel like you can't get ahead. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? 
it's only $1,500 a year, maybe, you know, to federal. Uh, it's increasing a little bit because business is great. Uh, business is fantastic right now, you know, and it's only grown over the years. But, you know, I have my uh, great accountant, you know, and he, you know, I do all the input and then he just corrects me, you know, at the end, at, you know, and we're always down to the last wire. But the thing is, is the anxiety that it brings me yeah. every freaking day. Well, Bev, you know, you know what? Tell your, tell, thank you for the call so much and all the best to you. Tell your accountant what you're thinking about doing and uh, see what they think. I can only imagine what my accountant would say. Say, so, you know what? You know what, Kim? I don't think I'm going to pay income taxes this year. <laughs> and she'll say, what? I don't think I'm going to pay my income taxes this year. Frank, I would I would advise I would advise against that. Why? Huh? Why? Cuz I cuz <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? First of all, all the tax people would be very upset about that. For as much as they probably hate getting inundated in quarter 1 with all of their clients coming back and having to do all that that I mean that's that's their bread and butter too so you know that's going to be a little bit of a personal thing if everybody starts saying eh not going to do it just not going to do it all right let's see here uh caller you're on the air who's this Dave oh. caller go ahead Turn that off. Hello, this is Dave. Hey, Dave, turn off that in the back, and please get off of your uh, your speakerphone. I'm not on speakerphone. Um, I'm uh, I'm on uh, like a headset. Can you hear me well? Yeah, you 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 sound better. Okay, go right ahead, Dave. Okay, so I have a story for you, okay. I, and I really can't believe I'm on, man. Um, so I I know a guy who essentially opted out of this years ago. Uh, and the reason why he, he got back into it is because he got sick of being arrested. Okay, he got sick of being pulled over, brought into court, uh, spending a night in jail, brought into court, and then have the judge let him go because he had the official papers that said he's not part of this corporation. So, um, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, Dude, tell that to me again. He, there's a you the guy you know he just yeah. just say real quickly sum that up again okay so he did all of the research he went he did he he he, he did this like i don't know it's gonna be 10 years ago at this point um so long before the gentleman your, your guest and uh he did all the research and he realized that this was all part of contract law and that uh you probably heard that you're you know you're when you're Parents sign your birth certificate. And you, they kind of sign you into the um, into the corporation, and he basically he he was not party of that contract. So that's what he wrote up with a lawyer. He got it. Then he got it notarized, and he kept it in his glove compartment because he knew there was going to be trouble. And then he got arrested a few times, doing uh, what? Pulled over because uh, for driving without a registered car. Okay. So he 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 he, he 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 told me he did it because he had to know for himself whether or not what he read, what he read up on, how he was interpreting the law was true or not. So I mean, he's kind of a unique individual. He, he was willing to take that risk. Uh, he didn't have he didn't have a family and so on and so forth. So he so he thought 
I'm going to do this. And, uh, and he paid the price by getting arrested. Uh, the first time he got arrested, um, the, 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 he spent the night in jail. He was arraigned the next day. Uh, he, the, law, the judge asked him if he had a lawyer, and he said, I speak for myself, Your Honor. And he said... It, it, he's a sovereign... He's, a, he's, he's part of the sovereign citizen thing. Exactly. And then, and then uh, the, the, the cop who arrested him produced the thing that he had in his glove compartment. Um, and uh, the next thing you know, uh, uh, the judge is calling up the uh, prosecuting attorney and saying they all whispered. And uh, the next thing you know, they were letting him free. And then the cop got all upset. <laughs> why? Uh, uh, but, but why? 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 What did they? What did they say? <laughs> the, the, the cop got upset because because no. he, he, from his point of view, he was breaking the law. But the judge let him go. But why did the, it, why did the judge let him go? That's what I want to know. Because he wasn't part of the corporation. He, he wasn't subject to the law because he had opted out of the contract. Okay, well, all, basically, this okay. was all based on contract law, evidently. That, that's uh, uh, and he got arrested again for the same thing, and the same thing happened. Well, thank you for the call, David. I want to know if anybody else out there has any kind of uh, problems. I mean, uh, experience with that personally. That's a secondhand story. I want to know firsthand: Were you able to draft up a contract that made you immune to every law known to man? Go out there and drive an unregistered car or anything like that and have the judges that arraigned you just feel compelled to throw out whatever because you drafted a contract with yourself and declared yourself a sovereign citizen. This stuff just sounds magical to me. It, it just sounds magical to me. And here's the thing, like I said before, I, if there was a world where that would be more likely to be honored, that world cannot still exist. Because, like I was telling Paymon, the government that we have right now doesn't follow the rules that they drafted recently. And there's always a cutout for themselves. There's the, like, how, I don't know. It just sounds magical to me. And I, um, I don't know. I don't know the reasoning for the real reasoning why the judge threw that out and allowed him to go off with his unregistered car. W was he allowed to go and drive the unregistered car away? Did they did they confiscate the car and bring it and, and, and impound it? Or were they, oh, well, this is a sovereign citizen and this is his sovereign vehicle. You go ahead, sir, and enjoy your chariot ride back to freedom. I don't I don't know where that goes. But I want to take, uh, let's, we'll take some more calls on it. 914-200-0269. Let's bring in uh, Albert. Here's a guy that I could see having not paid taxes since 1988. Is that you, Albert? Yeah. Do you pay taxes? I have, yeah, but I'm really sick of it. So oh, I'm with you on that one. So, so what do you think about tonight's so, tonight's, tonight's uh, conversation in general? Huh? What do you think about tonight's conversation in general, then? Uh, I think I'm looking into it. Are you going to go to freedomlawschool.org and... Um, and dig through. Already did. Okay. What do you think? 
think uh, I'm going to look into it. Okay. But I have I have uh, children involved in a business, so I'm going to I'm going to look at it first and and go from there. If it was just me, I could give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would just do it, but I've got you know children involved in it as well. So this is something. Is this a hill? Uh, a hill, uh, Albert, that you would pick to die on? Uh, obviously, you know, in a, you know, I'm not literally, but figuratively, is this a hill that you would pick to die on? If if suddenly you were in legal issue, let's say, like Paymon, Paymon was given a back taxes bill of over six hundred thousand dollars after thirteen full years of not paying his taxes. Let's say that you go on for 10 years and they give you a bill of, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars that you owe. Is that something that you fight to the very end and nego- or do you negotiate a payment plan and you say, oh, I'm sorry, I should have never done this? You ever see the fifth element? Uh, yes. Remember when they sent in the negotiator? <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 So there that is. Okay. The thing is, is, you know, and, and, uh, and I totally get what you're saying too, because, you know, when I was raising the children, you know, it, it would have been a nice thought, you know, but then you still have that anxiety. So I know the anxiety that you're talking about, but the older you get, the less you care. And, um, you know, I've seen people in the chat talking about, you know when you were when that guy was talking about the sovereign citizen and like all that he went through and saying uh you know watch some videos because they're idiots they're not the idiots you are because those are the people that are actually standing up and doing something and taking the beating you know what i'm saying and you're the pedestrian walking by and the same thing with these taxes as well i've you know i watched freedom to fascism a long time ago but the but the deal is, is when you have children living at home, you know, it, it's t- literally terrifying. You know, one day you, you don't know, you could have some fed show up at your house and, and do whatever. But right now, I mean, I don't have that issue right now, but you know, my boys do. And that is a concern. I think it's a concern for everybody, but I think that we're going to see less and less people wanting to contribute to this. Oh God, I could say so much, but I'm not, I'm, being good um so yeah less and less people i think are going to be wanting to contribute into this type of situation because for what for hunter biden or something anyways i'm talking too much no you're saying all the right things albert uh because i'll tell you it it, what payman says and i know the audio quality wasn't as good as it would have been if we had him on zoom but we had to we had to make for what we could and i i made out what he was saying all right um but for what he was talking about is it I mean, everybody can relate to that and you want to talk about a man in the arena if this is really the way that he's been living his life since 1992 and the the message he's trying to get out there that is a very very brave message and um it's a very very brave dude you know and and going to it and there and there have been like i've watched the videos out there for the people that were like they the government was just wanting to convict them and wanting to convict them so when he was talking about you know the jury but then the thing is is you have to get a jury with intelligent people too you know so somebody that lives in 
unfortunately, New York. Good luck with that, you know. Or D.C. Um, or D.C. When, uh, you know, we opened up by him saying the reason why uh, legally, he says, and I have it over here. I saw the, the it was on slide number two, the reason why 99% of Americans are, are don't have to don't have to involuntarily pay anything is because legally we're talking about a you know the state is dc now when i looked at that i'm seeing the word includes dc and i'm saying to myself man i i don't know um i it, it's just it's one of those things man uh there's a lot of questions there's a lot of curiosity because i want to be on that train I don't want to, yeah. uh, not a dime. I don't want to give a dime to anything. Right. Well, getting raped sucks, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know? That's why they call it rape. So, well, um, thanks for the call, Albert. I'm glad we got to commiserate. Yeah, and I'll, I'll let you know what it, how it goes down because, uh, like I said, I'm definitely going to be looking into it and uh, we'll see where it goes. All right, man. Have a good night. Have a better one. All right, later. There you go. Let's take a call from Kevin. Are you there, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, it does. That's why I call Kevin. Green, so. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, call from Jack. How are you, Jack? You got it right, Frank. Good, good job. I'm trying. <laughs> um, on the sovereign citizen thing, um, I know I watched a thing uh, with a lawyer from California. Basically, what you have to do is you have to relinquish your license, your registration, and all your paperwork back to motor vehicle. And what you're doing is you're you're basically saying no to the system. The only reason you have license plates and registration was to keep track of government vehicles way back in the day. So when you do that, then you become a sovereign citizen and... Um, you really you don't need a license or registration to drive or insurance that is that's true see i i have not i've seen the i have seen the um i don't know some very brief presentations that so-called sovereign citizens ha uh, citizens have done for people at vfw buildings and stuff like that i've seen yeah. uh some some footage from inside of courtrooms with sovereign citizens representing themselves in one yeah. leg legal dispute or another but i i really don't know maybe i should have a sovereign citizen on to to explain this and and why it needs to be honored in one way or another um because it i don't i don't i don't know what to, to say to or to even ask uh it just it yeah. sounds not like it's not I real I watched this, this uh, lawyer for like about two hours. I watched her pre uh, presentation. And basically, I mean, what the court is, when you go in front of a judge, he's just a banker. He's working for basically the Bank of America. He's, he's no more than that. When the bailiff tells you to rise and all rise, if you sit there, you're disputing his authority. That's what the bailiff is there for. When the bailiff is done at the day, he has to sign a paper every day saying that everybody um, was uh, complicit to what the judge was saying. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it, it's, it's very interesting and very fascinating. It, it, it really opened my eyes a lot. 
Well, if you have anything basic, any kind of a one-on-one video, send it my way, Jack. I really appreciate I it. I do have a video, and I'll, I'll I'll email it to you, Frank. All right. Thanks a lot for that, sir. You got it, brother. Have a great night. Have a good night. Uh, yes. Well, I mean... Jay Britz says, hey, Frank, I turned 63 last week and I've been paying taxes since I was 16. I've paid over one quarter of a million dollars into FICA alone, not to mention Medicare and Fed income taxes. I guess I'm stuck in the system with no way out. Well, all that money is stuck in the system with no way out. You think about all of those programs that are broke. They're broke. Social Security is broke. So whatever we all paid into that up until this point is literally been flushed down the toilet. I know the checks are still going out. And I know that the dollars that that end up in your bank account once they are deposited or cashed or whatever, like, anything like that, uh, they're, they're still buying food. But the system is defunct. It's just really messed up. That's why I love that question that came in, and a few people posed it. What about taxes that have already been paid? I want those back. Yeah, well, say I would say buyer's remorse, but you didn't buy anything. We literally didn't get anything back. Didn't get anything back at all. Thank you, StoStube, for the tip as well. Let me go into the Super Chats, the Rumble Rants. The first one is from Fredo Awakening. Fredo says, hard time hearing the guest, but one thing concerns me. People being inspired to stop paying taxes for five years and expecting to get away with it. Uh, I can see those people back in court or in BK court or jail. I think that would be anybody's concern. The consequences. But then again, when you have callers like Beverly who work their tails off and they find themselves stuck in in hamster wheels where they spend their entire year, I haven't even, you know, I haven't even started thinking about 2023. Ever since Chris Ann Hall got in touch, got in touch with us and said, hey, here's one thing that you can do to start. The best way to start, the, 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 she was talking about the tax rebellion. She was talking about what she had said because she wasn't advocating for anything that could get you in trouble. What she was saying is that when you put your taxes aside but don't make any estimated tax payments, that everybody should be responsible for putting aside whatever kind of taxes you are going to pay or any kind of money that you're going to put toward your bill and to wait until the last minute to pay it. Do not do the estimated tax payments because those quarterly tax payments actually satisfy the government's accounting. That they actually have something to draw from to pay all of its debts. You say, hey, withhold that to the end. Let the government starve all year long. They can say, oh, well, they can always just charge it on the credit card. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Whatever. Starve it. We can do our own version of Cloward Piven. But paying that sucks man it sucks hate it i hate it i hate it so i hate it so much i hate it so much oh my god i hate it so much 
Social Observer says, Paymon is right, Frank. I haven't filed for years, and we patriots need to keep our money to fuel the revolution. The only downside is with lenders that require tax information for a loan. But usury is evil. See, here's the thing. I There's something inside of me that doesn't doubt what Paymon is talking about and how right he is in in the need for everybody to do this. Now, if I could somehow, if I can somehow project my will onto the 100 million people who pay all the taxes or less in this country, if I can project my will onto every person who opens up their wallets, opens up the checkbook, and writes those damn checks to the IRS every year. I wish that I can just take control of them mentally and hold them in place and refuse to pay. If we could all do it together, I swear to God, it would be so easy. The rebellion would be so easy. But it's just like, well, everybody, we're going to skip the SATs. We're not showing up to the SATs. And then you're the only one who didn't show up and everybody else took the test. That's, ex- that's exactly what happened because we've been trained. And it's not only just training. It's easy to break training. It's easy to break programming. It's the coercion. It's the coercion. Do I hate paying money to a government that hates me and wastes it and is ruining the world? Absolutely. But would I pay many thousands of dollars every year if it means that I'm not going to be pulled away from Aurora and Lauren? Because these jackals will do that to make a, a, a uh, an example out of you. It's not even a, it's not even a, a question. At that point, it's money or my family. Not even a question. I think that that's that's really what it comes down to for most of us right now. It's not about whether or not whether or not we can untrain ourselves from giving money we earn to people who are worth dick. Okay, let's go to the next one. Thank you, Social Observer. Thank you, Social Observer. Okay. All right, over to Pill.net. Thank you, Boys Block, Sean Joe, David Sloan's as much love, fam. Thank you, David. Robert Sarns and Alan Wrench says, Frank, have Catherine Austin Fitz on. She believes if we pay one day a week with cash, we can keep cash. Oh, I would love to have Catherine Austin Fitz on. I've been trying for years. I'll be trying for years more. Let's go to the calls, shall we? Let's do Betty. What's going on, Betty? Oh, you got the wrong. Uh, this is Rhonda. Oh, Rhonda. Welcome welcome to the show, Rhonda. Hi. Um, I love you. you got a great show. You're a great interviewer, wonderful interviewer, but... Please, dear God in heaven, please stop saying sovereign citizen. What do you, what do you, what do you want me to say? That's what they call themselves. <laughs> well, that's what they want. Uh, that's what the police are being trained to go after sovereign citizens. It's, sovereign citizen is an oxymoron. You're either sovereign or you're a citizen, which means you own allegiance. So um, I know there's probably a lot of people cringe all over the country when you say that. But uh, Maybe. I've been studying this for about 20 years. Um, I 
Barger. I, I do my own thing, and uh, which we have the right to do in this country, uh, to barger. And if you, the thing we need to know is what definitions mean, like income. People think, well, I work, I earn income. No, income, according to their definition, is a profit. Well, if I trade, you trade your labor, which is time you can't get back, a skill you have, and you agree with your employer, okay, I'll give you my labor and time, and you give me 20 bucks an hour, let's just say. Okay, well, there's no profit there because your expertise, your know-how, and your time, you can never get back. So it's really a, a trade. You're trading your time and what you know for, you know, uh, a certain amount. But uh, a big problem I notice is with people is they want to jump into it and say, well, uh, I got all this paperwork. I filled out all this paperwork. I'm good to go. Well, they'll test you. They'll test you to see if you just got something over the Internet or if you really believe it, if you really know what you're talking about. So you could have, you know, you could walk into court with a stack you know, two foot high stack of paperwork saying who you are and the guy up there in the black robe asks you one question and you answer him, you just surrendered, you know, you just surrendered all that paperwork. You know, they're very tricky about getting you back into a recontract. Um, but it's very interesting. I just wanted to say. So so um, tell me, because I, 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 that concept, I know what you're talking about. In fact, my friend Corey wrote into me. And she had sent this. She said income tax, and she put that in quote in in uh, quotations. This is from Corey Lynn from Corey's Digs. She wrote this to me six hours ago. She said income tax is based on profit, as you said, and is taxable earnings and wages for providing a service, whether it's self-employed or working for a corporation, is not taxable. It is a scam layered in documents going back decades. People need to stop funding the mafia and our enslavement. So I understand what you're talking about with this. It's all sleight of hand. It's all magicianship. And I, but as as far as being able to represent yourself in a way where you're able to actually keep the jackals away and uh, and 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 show that you know what you're talking about i wouldn't know the first damn thing like for example have you when was the last time you filed it sounds like you you know what you're you're doing do you do you file uh federal income taxes no okay no, but like i say it, it's a lot easier for me because I just deal with uh, my fellow man or woman one-on-one. -on -one. You know, we also have the right in this country to uh, contract with our fellow man unencumbered by any political organization, government, or anything like that. Um, but, you know, see, when you work for a corporation, a company, it gets a little sticky wicked because they want to have you fill out the W-2s. They become reporters on you. Right. You know, but I'm sure, uh, like what that guy said, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a way out in every way, but they hide it. They hide it, and uh, but that's why you now see just like words you use like represent. Uh, that means represent. I don't need somebody. I've been to court. I got thrown in jail for saying I lived where I was sitting in in this free country. And of course, the municipal judge he found the defendant guilty and all that. So I appealed it. They like to had a heart attack when I appealed it. They never had nobody appeal anything out of the municipal court before. And uh, so I went up to municipal court and. You know, they try to bully you. He was asking the prosecutor, oh, you know, I, I could get six months in jail for it and, and all that because they charged me with disorderly conduct for saying I lived where I was sitting. And uh, so 
they try to bully you to get you to cave, like, oh, my God, I could spend six months in jail. You know, so we just went on, and, and uh, he asked me, he said, do you, do you want a jury trial or, you know, a, a, a bench trial, which is where he, you know, the, the judge judges you, not the administrator. And I said, well, would that jury be a jur- uh, be U.S. citizens? He said, yes. I said, well, that wouldn't be a jury of my peers. <laughs> I should have held out and said, you know what, go find uh, 12 state nationals, and then we'll have a jury because we're guaranteed. See, they switched the language. Everything's upside down, right? There's a trial by jury, which is in the Republic, and there's a jury trial, which is in the democracy. We have, you know, U.S. nationals, which are part of the corporation, U.S. citizens, that are part of the corporation, and state nationals, or United States of America nationals. And we just have to, I think it's good manners to let them know which political affiliation we're with now. We're not with the U.S. citizen anymore, which is basic, basically a uh, feudal system. You pledge everything you have to them, and like you see them doing now, they're spreading it around to whoever they want to. And uh, you pledge your life, your your kids' future, uh, everything you own to them for their protection. Well, it's a protection racket. Well, Rhonda, well, take me for an example, okay? Um, I, I have filed taxes for as long as I've... I've been working and that is I mean many years before this when it was all when it was all personal training before that when it was in you know selling uh, local radio spots and then before that even during high school and college <clears throat> and Modell's sporting goods all the, where would somebody like me who has been a filer for his entire adult life his at least entire working life suddenly just drops oh, what do i do do i just like payment says just just you just stop but it doesn't seem that way what you're saying is makes a lot more sense to me you have to be prepared for a an onslaught of people who know more than you do and want to take advantage of knowing more than you do and seeing when you are going to bend and break and um and and how to what, what do I need to be prepared with someone in my situation to be able to go forward and uh, and and not have to be not have to be bullied out of my income and also protect myself from going to jail well I, I've paid taxes too um, I was in the military I was, so therefore I had I signed a document that I was a U.S. citizen in the military being paid by the people. So therefore, I had to pay taxes. That that was that was the deal. Uh, I mean, there are some people that have to, if you're an employee of the government, and that's what they do. They they trick us all into acting like employees of the government. And, you know, we just got to let them know, you know, what? I, I don't work for you. I'm not in your political organization, your democracy. Uh, I'm a state national. I'll, I'll protect the republic, you know. Uh, I have God-given rights, not civil rights. You know, civil rights man gives you our God-given right. What, what a man gives you, you can take away. What our father gave us, they can't take away. That's why they kind of set up two parallel systems, and they're, they're tricking us. And that all happened back in the late 1800s. But you, do you have a business license? A business license for what I do? Yeah. I'm, you know, no, not for what I do right here. Okay, good. Good, because, you know, when, when you get a business license, uh, you basically give your business to them. I mean, I have a, and, uh, we have a, we have a, we have a space, we have insurance, so we, but I don't have a license. I don't need a license for what I do. No. Okay. Okay. Well, 
you know, getting a business license can have its advantages if you have a big corporation or whatever, because what do you get with uh, a business license? You know, you're dealing in commerce, right? If you're, you have a big corporation and, and that type of thing, you're, if you have a business license, you're dealing in commerce. So therefore, uh, they have the right to regulate commerce. You know, okay. they created it. They have the right to regulate it. You well, know, if you're driving, see, words are important. Words have meaning. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, Rhonda. It, it, it's just one of those very. Con- I mean, we're we're. It, it, when I, I think about, I think about, it and I and you know, email the show because I would love to keep in touch with you. This is a great call, but it's nine o'clock. I got to end. Um, thank All you right. for everything. This was a really, um, really enlightening call. Thank you. Thank you. Um, would love to keep in touch with her. Uh, hey, listen, they call, they call themselves sovereign citizens. That's that's just uh, it's just like a name of a. I don't know. If you want to search for it, that's how you're going to find most of the information on it. But I, again, I know words have power, words have meaning. And what we've been doing for a long time really dictates who we are, at least for the for the time being, and how do we change course. I just, I'm having a hard time, I'm having a hard time with the logistics of this one. You know? Having a hard time. I think it would be easier for some people than others. I really do. Uh, and it really is just a matter of visibility. Not that you have to be a total ghost, but it, I, I think you just have to be okay with living a, with a little bit less and not necessarily being nomadic, but to be just more content with a, uh, a quieter lifestyle. I, that, that's the first thing. I think it has to be some kind of a strength. Because you're essentially just, in principle, there's nothing that you have to worry about as far as the righteousness of you making an effort to keep what you earn. There is nothing there that you are morally delinquent with. That is your money. That is your money. So as far as morality of the whole situation goes... Uh, there, there's there's nothing on your end that you have to worry about. Other than that, I feel like the comfort level in going years without paying after doing it every year for how long, however long you've been working is essentially like being in Lord of the Rings, getting closer and closer to or, or trying to walk past the front gates of Mordor and not having, I don't know, I just feel like the Eye of Sauron is always looking for you. It's always you're just hoping you're hiding behind a rock, and until it passes over, or so you know. I, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like that, and I feel like you have to really take on a confrontational, a confrontational stance in life with authorities to be able to take that past the finish line, if there even is a finish line. I guess the finish line is death. Are you able to stay out of jail until the day you die? And, you know, it's it's almost like during during the, the height of the lockdowns when we were talking about being the person who stood up to, you know, all of the mask mandates and the social distancing mandates inside of CVS Pharmacy. Yeah, you can go in there and you can stick to your guns and you can refuse to put your mask on and you can, you know, re- 
you know, you can go to war with all of the employees and the night manager and then all of the uppity people that are sitting in line waiting to buy their shit and they're afraid of you because you have no mask on. You can go to war with all of them and you can have the cops called on you. You can may or may not have charges pressed against you for disturbing the peace, but at the very least, you're going to be escorted out of the building. They're going to take a picture of your face and you're going to be banned there for life. What did you change? Aside from losing one more place that you could voluntarily go to to pick up some cat litter, what did you change? It just seems like a big war to take on all by yourself when if it's really going to be effective, you need everybody to go along with it. Because, I mean, I want to be free from income tax, but I I also want to be free from looking over my damn shoulder for the rest of my life. So that's what a real revolution would afford us. That everybody is able to rest easy. But, um, okay. Listen, I just got this. The, uh, they're going to be doing some open source vintage movies tonight. Okay, the new name is Movie Monday. I think we're going a lot of, uh, we're going toward a lot of public domain and having a good time with that. So go to quitefrankly.tv. We'll be live there as soon as I end this whole show, which is happening right now. Okay, guys and gals, if you have anything you want to add to the conversations, give me a call or I should say uh, email me since I'm getting off right now. Quite frankly, podcast at gmail.com and become a sponsor. It would be wonderful to have you as a monthly sponsor. really would. And, um, and yeah, I'll be looking out for you tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Should be a good one, a short one, but a probably a fiery one with Rich Barris. Don't miss out on it. We'll talk to you soon. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now the super chatters, Jay Brits, Stostube, to my wonderful friends over on Rumble. There is the Social Observer and Freight Awakening. Thank you to all my good friends on the Foxhole. I'll be seeing you in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Be right there, quite frankly.tv, going all night. Go enjoy yourself, and Tuesday, we get together again. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. a little bit of a reminder a word to the wise if you will do not worry about the worries from yesterday leave it in the past move forward with confidence because there are so many new things to be experienced today new joy to be had so move forward be strong and have a great rest of your day